This is Seek Sustainable Japan. I'm JJ Walsh here in Hiroshima, Japan. And today I have the pleasure of catching up after one year of talking with artist Mika Horie. Uh, hello, Joy. Hey, thank you for inviting me this conversation. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you on the show again. It is almost exactly one year since you joined the show last time, and so、yeah. much has changed for you. You have some exciting projects.、Uh, you have a new book that we will talk about.、Uh, you had an exhibition,、uh, yeah. three exhibitions, two、yeah. in Europe and one、yeah. in Japan that we will introduce. Um, you also changed your house a little bit to、mm-hmm. help you survive your winter, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Now, when you changed your house, you also changed the style of processing your paper a little bit, right? Yeah, exactly. So,、uh, we'll talk about that in a little while. Maybe if we have some new viewers this time. Can you just introduce a little bit of your background and how you became interested in washi paper making and coming to this beautiful rural area where you're living? Sure.、Um, yeah, my name is Mika Horie,、uh, Japanese, and、um, I'm an artist using a media of a paper and、uh, photography. And,、uh, I was originally born in Kyoto. City of Kyoto, and then grow up in the city. And then、um, through the process of um, um, creation, I got a strong interest、uh, about um, something um, to draw on paper when I was,、um, I was in、um, junior high school, primary school, high,、uh, junior high school, high school teenagers. And then Uh, when I was at the university in Kyoto, I got a strong interest about、uh, studying photography. And then I began、um, in, uh, had interest to make a print, a photographic print on paper. And then I started to study about. Uh, possibility of、uh, texture and materials about paper.、Uh, through the process, I had interest in、uh, researching about Japanese paper. And then, uh, uh, but I, I wanted to explore more about my、uh, interest outside of Japan. Then I studied abroad.、Uh, To the UK and、uh, studied about all about fine art for one year. Then,、um, uh, after I, my graduation, I got back to Kyoto again and then、uh, started researching again about paper and photography. And then I started、uh, to learning the process of paper making. In Shiga Prefecture next to Kyoto City. And then I started to combine、um, paper making and、uh, photographic processing、um, and after one year. And then I found、uh, my place 
in Ishikawa Prefecture. And,、um, it's located at、uh, Japanese seaside. Then I found old house and beautiful gardens and、uh, the surrounding nature. And then, yeah, thank you. That's, yeah, the landscape and、uh, what I see every day.、Um, and then、uh, it's been for nine years now to live this um,、uh, beautiful countryside. And then、um, I use、um, uh, materials、uh, that are harvested in the local town,、uh, mountain and then use、uh, spring water next to my atelier for paper making and then make all hand pr printing.、Uh, it's called cyanotype.、Uh, it's an exposure or by natural light. Uh, uh, basically, UV light, the following the condition of sunlight of the day.、Uh, yeah, Mika, I've been thinking so much about your process for the last year. I've interviewed so many people over this last year, but your process is one of the most sustainable processes I have ever come across.、Uh, from the Very beginning, when you are collecting these gampy weeds, and you were talking last time about how you love the washi paper, the quality of Japanese washi paper,、uh, so much when you were in Kyoto and researching all the paper shops. And this was one of the kinds of washi that you loved a lot. Yeah. And then you studied with a gampy washi paper specialist. And、yeah. you learned how to do it yourself. And then you moved to this countryside house,、uh, which is near a Gampi area. And I heard recently that actually, end of winter,、uh, beginning of April, is a good、mm -hmm. time to harvest Gampi. Is that right? Yeah, it's all correct. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm already yeah, started、uh, thinking and planning. What the timing and、uh, the, what the day would be suitable, and、uh, what area, and、uh, who yeah,、uh, I wanted to invite you to help、uh, yeah, the job. Because it's, it's quite a hard process, right? And、uh, yeah. I think in the other interview, you were saying it's good to harvest gampy、uh, weeds, or, or it's kind of like twigs. It looks like small trees、mm -hmm. uh, when, before the evergreen starts, because it's difficult to see where is gampy and where is the regular bush, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. Even, yeah,、uh, yeah, I've been there for harvesting、uh, so many times.、Uh, still, I feel difficult to find. Sometimes I, I make a mistake that, uh, uh, to pick、uh, dif totally different、uh, trees. And、uh, last time we talked, we could see the gampi drying behind you. As and、uh, have you so you haven't harvested yet, but you're thinking of when to go get it now, right? Yeah, is there still snow on the ground because it looks like your house and car here is covered in snow? <laughs> yeah, it's uh in mid、uh, February. I took, yeah, when I 
the photo I took this, uh, it's uh, the, when I just get up in the morning, seven o'clock. Um, now it's, I see slightly green leaves and do ground. Uh, um, yesterday I had the uh, powder snow, so sometimes, yeah, still I see snow. So, yeah, it's, yeah, um, amazing. And uh, I'm, from um, the city of Kyoto, and uh, it's still new to see so many snow every day. I'm very excited. Exciting, right? Like everything covered so magically. Um, yeah. You, Since we talked last time, you also have a new stove, which hopefully mm -hmm. keeps you a little bit warmer as you're living in this country house, right? Looks beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah it's um, my big dream to have a wood stove. Uh, like, the visually and the, my feeling is uh, it's uh, it's uh, have a big difference to see like elect just electric heating air conditioner that uh, does more than like seeing real uh, fire. And you were saying uh, you started using charcoal ash as a part of your process um, instead of baking soda. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah, before yeah, I I have a wood stove in my studio. And then uh, there's not enough uh, charcoal powder, but charcoal powder is a, is very important materials for the process of boiling uh, gampi with a powder for uh, removing strong uh, acid from a tree. Uh, it's, and then to make acid-free condition of the paper, but I need a huge amount of uh, ash for cooking all seasons. Um, I had to look for someone to uh, donate, uh, give uh, charcoal or, or somebody I can purchase the, a big package of charcoals or Sometimes I run out charcoal powder and then I go to uh, buy uh, soda, baking soda instead of charcoal powder. But it's not uh, related to my, my idea for thinking the process of sustainability. Yeah, it's inc I'm just showing right now from your Instagram page. It's absolutely <laughs> incredible that you are still using the local must be freezing river uh, to soak your gampi. And I see your hand go in here. You are a very strong lady. I can't believe that. Isn't it freezing? It is yeah, freezing. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah going to like. I uh, was um, inside of a uh, refrigerator, but it's the, the same time I was very exciting to uh, get into uh, wild like nature and uh, snowscapes. Uh, you were telling me you only really had one sunny day a week in winter. Um, and so with the last time we talked, you talked about being like a farmer. And you have to adjust your artist schedule depending on the weather. And then uh, here we're showing the boiling of the gumpy. Uh, you said using ash or yeah. baking soda as a part of the process to make it softer. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Softer and do removing acid to make acid-free condition uh, for lung preservation for my paper and um, exists for thousand years or almost has over thousand years. It's very important process. Now, since we talked last time, this is maybe one of your most exciting new projects, right? You have created your own photo book, Mika. It's so exciting. The last time we talked, you showed me one of the original photo books that you found when you were an art student and how impressed you were by the paper quality and the beauty of it. And now you've made your own book. Tell us about it. Sure. Uh, this book is uh, published uh, by uh, my gallery, um, the name is called Ibasho. It's located in um, Belgium, Antwerp in Belgium, and also one more publisher uh, uh, called M Edition, the M Editions in Paris. And then also the book designers in its uh, Japanese designer, um, Akiko Wakabayashi, uh, living in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, and uh, printer is also it's uh, called Robustroke uh, in Amsterdam. So uh, it's uh, four countries uh, involved and uh, so many people helped me to design the book. And then uh, this book is, uh, the title is Trees, Water and Light. So that's exactly I use for all creation for the uh, most important materials, three materials, and uh, also what I see every day as a landscapes and what I want to express for the appreciation for the nature. And uh, it uh, contains all my career, but I kept uh, creation, um, paper making, and uh, photo, uh, printing photos by sunlight for eight years. Um, and uh, I and uh, my wish to uh, to share my feeling of uh, the beauty of blue and imperfections and do uh, uh, wabi-sabi feeling. That's wonderful and so beautiful. And only three hundred copies were made, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, three hundred copies and all uh, uh, my signed. And do numbered. Inside the book is are all the pages made of washi paper or just the outside cover? Uh, just outside cover, but inside of uh, has uh, looks like uh, the real my print, and the texture is very special, and the, the color is also it's almost original. That's for just made for my uh, print mofai book, and the, the cover. It's uh, it's made. Uh, actually, it's a funny story. I um, through the process of all creations, uh, I I've made so many misprints because sometimes the uh, so strong sunlight make uh, very dark, too dark blue toned print, and uh, in cloudy day, uh, just too bright print, and then 
I kept all misprints. I had the piling of misprint, and then uh, this time I decided to use uh, all misprints I kept for eight years for all covers. So each cover has uniqueness. That is a great idea. So instead of uh, like when we talked last time, you talked about even if you make a mistake, there is no waste because all of your art, you can just rip it up and put it back to nature yeah. because it all comes from nature without adding anything bad, which would damage uh, or pollute the nature. Um, yeah. But you've been keeping these uh, mistakes uh, they're beautiful mistakes uh, for eight years and then now using it as original covers of your book. I love it. And a unique version of books for every per person who buys it, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so do you have some of the books available uh, directly from you? If someone's interested, how could they uh, buy a book? Yeah, um, if um, you are in in Japan, then uh, yeah, it's now it's I have only one copies and uh, I will have more um, ten copies uh, this month uh, from uh, my gallery. And then uh, if you are in outside uh, of Japan, and then. Uh, the best way is to contact uh, Ibasho Gallery uh, in Antwerp, Belgium. So it's uh, ibashogallery.com. And then there's a bookstore uh, content. And then uh, just contact them and then uh, the gallery will uh, reply to you immediately. Yeah, I'll show the website now. Uh, so this is this is in Amsterdam, is it? This gallery. This gallery is in Antwerp. It's Antwerp in, in Belgium. Yeah, and so you're on the main page of ibashogallery.com is your artwork, Mika. This is beautiful. Thank you. It's yeah. Every time I enjoyed seeing uh, like like uh, watching my web, my own website. So many, um, my memories on each print and uh, my concept and uh, that uh, the theme is exactly the same as my book, uh, Tree and Water and Light. So that's, it's, that's why it's the same title and uh, it uh, contains all my um, career from the beginning of my career and uh, uh, newest uh, print. Wonderful. Yeah, such a beautiful website as well. Willie, really well done. Um, let's talk about uh, some of the, so here, before we move on from winter, uh, you said you were doing some printing uh, in winter. So even if it's low light, you can still make your prints like this? <laughs> yeah, this is a process of uh, paper making. The, this is a uh, kind of a little adventure as well. Uh, the first process is not starting the paper making, and uh, I I had to shovel snow first to make a space for paper making. 
and do the I, I need to make a path to make a small path to go to the stream next to my atelier. That's a uh, additional work in winter season. And then, um, and then I um, also I make additional space for printmaking. And then even the um, sunlight is not strong. Um, I I wait. I have enough time to wait for one hour or sometimes two hours to make print. Um, uh, watching just just watching uh, quietly the process of a, a slow, very slow exposure, and then um, um, I can have a time to make a cup of coffee or tea and go uh, um, watching, observing, thinking, and many things outside the landscapes. Your life and your art and your work is all meshed together and you are trying, it seems, uh, in a very focused way, trying to live a very sustainable life, which is in perfect balance with nature and your surroundings. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Every process is, is a teacher and do Every day, I learn a lot about from um, seasonal change and uh, all environmental change. And, uh, it's uh, I have a new challenge every day, uh, unexpected weather and uh, storm and the snow, but uh, the experience like my uh, less anxiety and uh, worries as that uh, uh, as I experience many things from the nature in the nature and then I I have more time to meditate and then uh, that all makes my mind stronger than before uh, wonderful I think especially during coronavirus time, we are all looking for ways to live in more harmony with ourselves and with our surroundings, right? And have a more peaceful life. Um, we have so much stress around everybody around the world. Uh, and you grew up in the city in Kyoto, but you find so much balance and peace by living in the countryside, right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I, it was that uh, my uh, big dream to uh, live in countryside uh, and uh, stay for a long time in nature, and uh, enjoy the scenery of greens, mountains, and uh, have big gardens. So I'm happy to settle down in the nature uh, in Ishikawa. It's small uh, town. It's called Yamanaka Onsen. Yeah, looking at your little village just set right in the middle of the mountains. It's really amazing. How many people live here? Yeah, uh, it's um, actually the neighbor's uh, village, but the uh, scenery is the same. Um, I think the number of houses are the same. So I can imagine that uh, with your photos prepared. And, uh, 
Well, now it's uh, seven houses, eight houses. Wow. And do some of your neighbors, do they help you collect gampi or making the washi paper sometimes? Yeah. Uh, the all, always neighbors are great teacher. And then first of all, uh, next door person. Uh, grandpa aged uh, person is very kind, so taught me uh, how to go up the mountain, what season is the best season. And then um, uh, another lady um, taught me how to strip the bark, well, what's the best timing and uh, what's the best technique of uh, stripping the bark by hand. Uh, let's let's talk about your latest work. I, I love your work, Mika. You're so talented. Um, your work seems to be evolving and changing as well. Every time I look at it, a little bit different. Um, now, let's talk, before we start looking at the work itself, tell us a little bit about the blue color. Because many people uh, think the cyanotype, it looks like indigo or mm -hmm. isome, right? Um, cyanotype is used uh, traditionally in old style photography, and you have chosen to use it in your process. Tell us a little bit about why you chose this cyanotype. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the most important uh, question. Uh, it's a blue and my concept of blue is that, uh, the all essential color of in the nature. For example, um, blue means for us is sky, uh, water, and uh, natural objects, uh, water, sea. It's all unconcentrated in blue. The, the blue, to me, Blue has the effect of um, escaping uh, from time and uh, material possessions uh, that float past and uh, present and also future. That uh, the blue is a color that allows everybody to escape from um, ourselves yourself and do enter your world and the insight and your world and do the memories uh, deep down our heart. That's uh, my concept of blue. Yeah, beautiful. Um, the cyanotype itself is non-toxic, and you were saying last time, uh, sometimes when you do workshops with children or mm -hmm. anybody can use it, and you don't have to worry about it uh, being at all dangerous to anybody. And then going back to nature, uh, it's one of the better choices in mm -hmm. art in terms of sustainability, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've tried, also I've tried um black and white um print and the color print in dark room when I was in university. But um each time I need to wear 
like aprons and do gloves and do jacket for protections and do, and do, uh, the smell is very strong and do, I feel and yeah the result I even I see beautiful print is a successful then at the same time I felt something uncomfortable in the that uh, didn't match to my dream and my life. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, so let's look at some of your recent work. Um, I love this one. Is it uh, spider lilies around? It's such a beautiful design. Mm, thank you. Thank you very much. It's all um, discovered in my garden. It's wild, almost, yeah, growing in wild. And uh, uh, it's, it's um, discovered every mid-September. I created this image uh, last year. And then uh, that, uh, the title is Family Gathering. And then uh, why I created this and uh, this um, that time um, the so many lockdown happened around the world and also had a kind of lockdown. It's called an emergency state of emergency in Japan. So we are all blocked and we are isolated and then. Uh, we missed uh, seeing our family in the uh, gathering at public holidays, holiday season. And then um, also I missed uh, my family so much uh, last September. And then I discovered uh, spy, beautiful spider lilies in my garden. And then uh, they are all stayed together and uh, like I, the moment they're blooming, it looked like uh, uh, gathering uh, peacefully and speaking and had a nice conversation as a family group. And then, I love that, yeah. And the, the stems of the spider lilies all go in different ways, right? Yeah. Now you, you have two kinds of process. So the spider lilies, um, this is real things that you find in nature. Uh, you have your handmade washi paper. You have your cyanotype kind of liquid on top of it. And then you put uh, parts of nature and then using only the sunlight to yeah. expose and make the print, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then your other type is using photography and negatives to make the print like this would be photography right yeah this is called a photography i use negative black and white negative and then make contact print on my paper so this is a, another one of your your works i really like this and i think i mentioned last time um when i first see the, your prints and i think is it is it just dyed material? Oh, it's an interesting texture. Oh, it's a beautiful color. Oh, wait, there's a picture inside. Like you really have to look at it and then you start to see more 
of the image after you look at it for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. May I, yeah, should I ask about, uh, yeah, should I um, explain about the concept? Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, about, ah, about that image. Uh, any, any that you'd like to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's, um, yeah, I... You often choose landscapes, right? To show the images of nature. Um, I I saw one of, we're gonna talk about your gallery uh, showing soon. Uh, you have this beautiful one of bamboo and then mm -hmm. spider lilies next to it. So your landscape uh, picture and then the actual spider lily on the print. So both of your styles next to each other. I thought that was interesting. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, this combination, it's all an um, um, idea. It's uh, from my um, another exhibition, my first exhibition in Amsterdam. At, uh, the gallery name is Bild Halle. Um, it's uh, the still and um, continuous to until the end of March. And the, that uh, the big landscape of um, it uh, found uh, in my near my studio and the dynamic uh, bamboo structure. It's made by strong wind in uh, Japan and um, near Japan seaside. And the, these are all um, bending like the same direction by a strong wind every day. But they survive uh, even in uh, cold winter season and the storm and the many typhoons. So uh, when I was walking and hiking in the mountain and found the moment of uh, see uh, dynamic um, bamboos. The, I got so inspired and the, the moment, oh, I, I, I must take a photograph and then, and then I look back the photo and then, oh, I may, I must make a uh, print of these landscapes. So that's every day that um, I, I got inspiration, new inspiration and uh, holding my camera and uh, walking around uh, my studio and uh, uh, looking some new and uh, new change and uh, uh, in nature. Yeah, wonderful. I love that. And like you were saying, uh, the bamboo uh, was battered by storms, but still standing, uh, bends, but does not break. I love that about uh, resilience. And it gives us inspiration for how we should be in our lives too. We go through struggles and hurdles. You can bend, but don't break, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I connect yeah, the environmental change and uh, also changing uh, uh, my mind and the humans beings and uh, uh, also our environment. And uh, what, yeah, we are standing now and uh, how we survive and how we make um, happiness and wonder in everyday life. 
Yeah, wonderful. Now, the last time we talked, uh, you weren't sure you were going to be able to travel uh, to do your exhibitions, but you had two in Europe. Uh, one of them, like we mentioned, was in Amsterdam. Here we can see you walking over one of the famous bridges mm -hmm. in Amsterdam and wearing beautiful kimono. Tell us about this kimono that you're wearing. Kimono is I I made this uh, beautiful blue and uh, hand woven kimono and also obi uh, uh, when I was uh, doing solo exhibition. Uh, it's a first exhibition. Uh, it's a last time in October last in Kanazawa, and then there's a duo exhibition. Um, exhibiting my uh, blueprints and uh, beautiful kimono presentation at the same uh, space. And uh, I, I, I had so strong an impression that uh, the kimono is really much to my um, exhibition. Basically, I, I fell in love uh, this kimono so much and then um, I decided to wear uh, this combination, blue kimono and obi, at uh, my next exhibition. And then uh, that uh, uh, I, I brought a kimono set to Amsterdam and also um, one more exhibition, the same timing in Antwerp as well. And then um, that uh, kimono is also uh, moving slow. I need to take care uh, the old kimono slowly. And then uh, kimono has layers. And uh, also and, uh, how to wear is a uh, step-by-step. And that's uh, pretty. Um, similar to my process of um, paper making and print making. It's all step by step and uh, time, kind of time consuming. But the result, I, the, I have a beautiful layers of kimono and obis and uh, so that um, the, um, I, I explored new, new doors to like, open to uh, wearing kimono and uh, uh, putting uh, blue color and uh, um, so um, meditate with uh, wearing kimono experience. I love but, that. Yeah, that's um, there's and like you said, it's so wearing kimono is so similar to your process. Wearing kimono is also very sustainable. We have talked to some kimono experts in the <laughs> talk show series. Kimono is made to be used for a very long time passed over generations. If you have damage to part of it, you reuse the other parts. Uh, you can fix it in the kimono shops, right? So yeah. I think very similar to your idea of creating art in a slow way with layers that you can enjoy for many years, for a long time, and then 
goes back to nature after, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel so comfortable that, yeah, uh, to wear kimono during exhibitions and uh, the before the experience, my image, just my image was uh, very hard to wear kimono and very hard to learn how to wear kimono. But the process is actually, I found that very simple. This uh, was the tools and uh, inner kimono and uh, outer kimono and obi is utensils are very simple and uh, very easy to remember and uh, practice pretty easily. And uh, yeah, I, I thought I should know, I should have known earlier than uh, this time. And uh, well now um, through my exhibition in Kanazawa, I met uh, the process of kimono. And then now I, I'm very happy that I know how to wear it and then feel so comfortable. I, I recommend to, I can recommend uh, wearing kimono to everybody. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. And uh, some people worry, uh, is it okay for non-Japanese to wear kimono? Uh, but every every Japanese person I talk to always says, absolutely, yes, please wear kimono if you like it, because it helps uh, perpetuate and preserve kimono culture. If we have people around the world who appreciate kimono culture as well, it's better for keeping that culture going into the future, right? Yeah, I agree that uh, your idea and uh, yeah, just just try if you are interested and uh, it's um, after that we uh, feel experience is and uh, which part is uh, easy with part is need more practice but as the process of practice also fun and uh, and. Uh, people can learn something new and uh, new culture and also our own culture. I've stopped on this picture because I love these ginkgo leaves so much. And one of your um, recent works uh, features the ginkgo leaf, right? It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Can you tell us about the concept of this print? Yeah, uh, this one showing on the screen. Uh huh. Yeah, um, this one is uh, it's actually it's uh, the uh, called uh, lotus, uh, big lot lotus. Oh, okay, it's cousin. not ginkgo. Yeah, looks yeah. similar. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, asking it's uh, telling it's uh, similar, uh, slightly different, but it's a uh, uh, growing in in the same space. Uh, it's growing wild and uh, it's newest work and uh, so yeah I'm happy to ex explain this and uh, that uh, this work is combining two techniques and the photograph is uh, and the photogram uh, the negative is uh, uh, is inside of leaves uh, it's sometimes still hard to see, but uh, uh, need uh, taking time to look closer. And then there's a um, dancing uh, woman inside of each leaves. Uh, 
and do making pose freely in the dynamic posing do uh the, the concept is a uh, uh, moving freedom um the expression of um, freedom for women the title is fuki it's a japanese word and the fuki is a name of plant of uh, this this wild plant and also there's a uh, one more meaning the fuki is a um, free activity and moving freely so it's uh my um word playing uh with two different meanings, but also want to express that um, women um, can move really freely in a society uh, like uh, nature in the wild. That is so beautiful. And once, once again, when you look at it at first, you only see the leaf pattern. And then when you look more closely, like you said, um, there's photos uh, layered of women moving and fuki, moving freely. I love that. Uh, you have another work, uh, photography of uh, another woman. Uh, tell us about this one. Mm -hmm. This is also, and uh, uh, this is a smaller size than that, uh, the large print. The concept is the same. Uh, my friend was be a model, and the uh, and uh, also uh, making strong pose like a uh, bar, a uh, crane, and, and uh, dancing inside of Fuki uh, leaf. Wonderful. I love that. Thank um, you. Very, very good for this month. This is international month to uh, uphold and embrace and support women around the world. So these these images are perfect for this month. And always in Japan, we are trying hard to empower women and support women more. Um, that's one of the weak points of Japan in general, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Antwerp you're showing there. Uh, the last time we talked, you said uh, you love traveling and having exhibitions abroad, and you learn so much from people who visit your showing. Can you tell us any insights from your exhibition in Antwerp? Sure. Uh, this exhibition is the same uh, the concept, yeah, as I explained a little bit. The concept of the same as uh, that the first solo exhibition at Iba Show Gallery in Belgium, Antwerp. And uh, this contains all my uh, career who uh, I have been lived for um, in Ishikawa Prefecture for eight years. And now it's been nine years. Um, but uh, what I see every day, uh, and uh, what I appreciate, at what I wonder, uh, the in the nature, uh, local um, beautiful towns, and uh, that uh, materials paper it's made by 
water and trees, and also drawing by sunlight. Then uh, the old print is uh, hand printed by sunlight and uh, uh, rinsing by water. So it's uh, the exhibition title uh, is the same um, trees, water, and light. It's uh, the title um, explains everything about uh, my life and uh, what I touch or uh, feel nature. And uh, I, yeah, I was yeah, at uh, exhibition space at the end of January and for the opening and also my book release at the same place. And uh, I was so happy to talk to all visitors and uh, people uh, have different background and uh, that's a feeling is something like the same feeling that um, the winter ends that uh, snow melts and the spring has come to me and uh, something I started to move and uh, um, after uh, my trip and then uh, got back to uh, Ishikawa Prefecture and started working my study again with snow. And uh, my feeling has totally changed before uh, my trip, seeing my exhibitions. Um, I, I feel uh, stronger than before and then uh, uh, coexist with uh, uh, Piling of snow and uh, rain and uh, also strong sunlight and uh, I I have more appreciation for my meditative time that each processes. So beautiful. I love it. Um, this tree I saw in your exhibitions, uh, the two trees kind of joining together. Is this from your local area? Yeah. It's uh, the uh, two trees. It's the same species. And uh, this I discovered uh, during the state of emergency. It's um, kind of half lockdown in my area town. And, uh, I feel so uh, lonely. I missed my friends and uh, I decided to take a walk to the mountain because uh, the mountains, nobody, and uh, I, I needed, I, I didn't need to wear masks and uh, feel so refreshing in the nature. And uh, um, the, near the top of the mountain, I found two trees. Um, the the starting point uh they they lived differently in different direction that but the some point is uh they started to live together and stick together and started to live together and then um and then uh uh sharing the same uh, position on the situation the um when I saw this moment, and I, I was so impressed. And uh, the tree, looked, this tree looked very strong, and then also um, dynamic and beautiful. And then I, 
I just fell in love, and then immediately I I started uh, uh, shooting photos. And uh, okay, I must have and grab this um, image and save to my uh, memories and for new print. And it's important to remind everyone that you're not using a digital camera. You're using an old style camera, so you didn't actually know what the image looks like until you printed it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So added, added bit of magic there, making that print. I love it. And it reminds us how wonderful trees are and how we know now that trees communicate to each other. Um, in different ways through the ground or through their leaves and then support each other in this way. For some reason, they needed to support each other. How beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, always. Yeah, it's uh, one of my highlights of uh, the doing uh, lockdown. I, I think we need to support each other more, right? You're getting your lessons from nature. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. So you have, uh, we have just about seven more minutes left. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything that you're hoping to do this year or do you have any plans to do workshops or more exhibitions? I know one of your exhibitions is still happening now. Um, is that in Amsterdam? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, both um, exhibitions are in Amsterdam is uh, continues until the end of March, and uh, another exhibition at Ibasho in Belgium. It's until thirteenth. So this the end of this week, thirteenth March. And yeah, I yeah, it'd be great if some um, anybody can make it to visit. Uh, uh, the, those exhibitions, uh, if you are in Europe, uh, it'd be great and be really happy um, to see my uh, progress or progress of my career. And uh, um, this year, um, I, I'm interested in to print uh, more um, my poetic mind uh, with using and um, combining uh, photogram intensively and also um, adding some colors with um, natural pigment. Yeah, I noticed you've you've added color here to this one. Uh, what? How do you do this? Can you tell us about this process and your your idea for this print? Sure. This is a ginkgo tree that all have uh, found a picked in my garden. The, um, the first I made a print of uh, ginkgo leaves. It's a cyanotype technique using sunlight. And then when it's dried and uh, flattened, I applied a mineral pigment that uh, the pigment for used for traditional Japanese painting called Nihonga. It's uh, the materials of yellow I used, yellow and orange. It's uh, made of uh, natural 
uh, rock stones that uh, it's, it's uh, gently powdered. And uh, I use natural glue, I mixed natural glue and uh, pigment uh, that using technique of Nihonga. Do apply that uh, remembering the image of what I saw, the real color of ginkgo nuts. It's a beautiful subtle yellow and also and dot look dot looked orange. It's um uh, tiny ginkgo nuts and uh, it's also the essence of uh, that uh, what I saw in my garden, the ground. So that uh, uh, as I I had an introduction and um, I have a background of um, uh, drawing something on my paper and still my feeling is the same. Um, it's, I even I use a photographic printing technique, Sayada type. Um, I'm still um, at, uh, creating something on my paper. So and uh, I'm very interested in uh, researching more about uh, Japanese color. And Japanese color is all named uh, by nature. Some such as um, uh, ai, iro, it's uh, indigo color. It's uh, the name of tree of indigo and. Uh, and uh, for gray, for example, it's uh, we call nezumi, iro. It's uh, it's from uh, the mouse. So we we took all that uh, Japanese uh, color name is from uh, what I see in nature. So I yeah, I'm very interested to use uh, uh, pigment. Uh, on my paper as an essence of my feeling of uh, nature. I love that idea of using natural dyes and minerals um, to add to the color that you've been using for a long time of the blue and the, the white and the black, and now adding color as well. A new layer in your art process, right, Mika? Yeah, yeah, it's more layered. Uh, so that's, um, the fun process of uh, adding new layers, like the, my feeling, the process of my layers in my life and the career. That's wonderful. And of course, uh, now you're thinking about when to go and harvest the gampi that you use to make your paper. Um, have you gotten some volunteers to help you do this big harvesting time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I I have some uh, local volunteer workers, uh, um, but still, um, yeah, I I haven't one hundred percent decided how many people and would need, do, but um, this spring uh, probably it's uh, more and um, it's easier to open to the public uh, if the COVID is. Um, the restriction of COVID is 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 uh, eased. So uh, if yeah, it be 
great to uh, plan workshop for learning mountain about mountains to how to like a mountain hike workshop to teach uh, how to hike the nature and how to found and where uh, to found Gumpy and how to pick and which one is Gumpy trees. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, we have a picture here of you with the Gumpy trees. I think that that workshop idea, uh, visiting your rural beautiful area, hiking in the forest together, harvesting the gampi, maybe making washi a little bit or doing some of the process together. You have so much knowledge that you can teach about this beautiful process, a traditional process of making washi paper. So if people want to reach out to you, you have your contact uh, right below your picture there. Contact at mikahoriemu.me. Thank you so much for joining today and sharing your insights about your wonderful art and your sustainable process. Mika, keep up the good work. Thank you so much. It's so, um, it's also a um, pleasure and uh, experiences to talk to you and uh, explain about um, uh, my feeling and the recent work and uh, future work. It's always a wonderful time to talk with you. Thank Fantastic. you. Oh, thank you so much. It's so wonderful. And I, I hope to visit you uh, in your beautiful rural location someday and uh, find your artwork and see your book. That would be fantastic. Yeah, it would be really great. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to having the chance in the future soon, sometime. I hope so. Thank you so much, Mika. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. I show my tears to you. I'm stronger. I drop the armor. Now I'm